Hey guys, it's Nick. Welcome to the Day Drunk Show, episode two. This is Gabe. Uh, we're going to start with some very special guests here. Uh, <clears throat> a very good friend of mine, Andre Dre Blackwell. Woo! He's, uh, What's going on? He's leaving back for the United States soon. Couple and days. as always, the silent Alan Oxhander is sitting in the corner. Uh, <laughs> hopefully he keeps his pants on for this week's episode. First so time for him. fumbles. Uh, but we're actually going to start with probably... I don't know how I didn't see it. It's my favorite thing that I've ever seen as of today. If you haven't, please, for the love of God, go to YouTube and find Chris Jones's 40-yard dash. And so me and Nick have seen this before. <clears throat> Nick, you loved it. You watch it every day before you go to bed. E easily the best video I've ever seen. There's a there's a, a clip right around the 30-second mark that I think is especially Nick's favorite. Oh, yeah. But we're just going to let our two special guests see this for the first time today. Uh, all right, guys. This is Chris Jones, defensive tackle for the Cardinals. We're going to watch this 40-yard dash. Just watch the most... Looks like a uh, track runner right now. Yeah, yeah. Track runner. That's what I would... <laughs> yeah. This is the NFL combine. Just, right. All right, this here we go. We don't belong in this podcast, right, by right, the way. Watch this. Watch this. Here we go. Chris Jones, 40-yard dash. Ooh, quick. Quick. What is that? Slapping around? Oh. <laughs> What? Uh, what? Just, uh, just, just watch. Just watch. Just wait. Wait for the slow-mo. Wait till you see what let's pops out. Can you warm up? Just wait. Shh. He's warm. Trust oh, me. He's warm. <laughs> just wait. Let's see the double back. I'm going to just give you some pointers on where to look in the video. Just keep your <laughs> keep your eyes right here. <laughs> for the record, <laughs> right, you know, his, his necklace gives him more aerodynamic and makes him you, run faster. All right. I think you're same. missing. <laughs> he lacks a durag. You are definitely yeah, missing. <laughs> I don't know if you can see this yeah, right here. Look, look, at, look at where I paused. <laughs> that's, that's not a necklace. That's a dick. <laughs> no! Yes. That is a dick. Sometimes you get, you get overweighted. Go let it fly. Right, let's watch First this back. We'll, we'll double back. We'll double back, <laughs> we'll double back to the slow-mo since we're checking out the chain, the Jesus piece, if you will. I, I noticed the fucking pain. All right. All right, he's chugging. Oh my god, my dick's out. How do I hide this? Hide it? Just fall on the ground. I don't hide it. No shit. At all. Dick on the ground. You know what? You don't need to hide it. Let it wave. Be proud of that. And if you if you listen closely, we look through the comments at the 18 second mark. He tells his trainer, "My dick fell out." And this man with just the stone cold face, no smile, no laugh. Ox, if I watched you run your mile and a half PT test and your dick fell out, there's no fucking way I wouldn't laugh. No. Dude, my jerk of excitement. It might be like, let's fucking go. Let's go quicker. On to the next one. Let's <laughs> double it back. So, today's episode is going to be called The Chris Jones Dick Dash. <laughs> and God willing, today we'll see some dicks flopping around at some point. Nick, is your dick coming out today? It will, but it will not be quite like that experience. So... I think we both picked our favorite comment. Uh, mine is absolutely mysterious cause claims that Chris John Jones got the turf pregnant, which I could agree with. That I feel like there was some penetration. Yeah. He fell hard enough now, to penetrate Mother Earth, and I'm disappointed. Six out of ten, though. But the comment right below it is: No wonder he ran so slow. He was carrying an entire extra person in his pants. Ten out of ten. Yeah, ten out of ten. That's the big dickin' will definitely weigh you down. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> big dickin' a little bit, or so, a lot of it. <laughs> Too many. 
Alright, now that we're past our opener, uh, Nick, let's go ahead and get into our NFL news. Do we have any Antonio Brown this week? Any uh, sightings? No, no sightings. Holy shit, no he's, Antonio Brown He's sightings. pretty silent on Twitter this week. You don't have any reports that he came on your back? No, no coming on my back. That's the first. We all come on your back. Alright, what do we got first? Alright, so first up, uh, speaking of big dicks, uh, we have Von Daz Perfect. Uh, got ejected this week, uh, this last week, and uh, then it turned into a season-long suspension. Um, do you agree with the decision that he uh, doesn't play another game this year? I saw a whole lot of backlash on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram, defending Vontez's perfect hit. And so it's an unfortunate week. Uh, Odell Beckham got choked out similar to what I do to you on a Obviously, nightly yeah, basis. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there, there <laughs> it was, wasn't quite as playful. There was, another, there was another big head-to-head hit. I don't remember who did it. It was the Patriots. It was. Okay, so it, it's a bad week for Vontez to do it. That being said, Vontez Berkovic has a career. And I'm not talking about an NFL career. I'm talking about a football career. Going back to college where he is known for cheap, illegal shots that get him ejected from games, penalized... I think it's a fantastic idea. I think that if you set this kind of precedent for players, you're, uh, the NFL doesn't do a great job of it outside of their own self-promotion, but they're actually looking toward player safety in this case, and he deserves it. There's only so many times you can get away with something like this, uh, and I, I think it's fantastic that they actually uh, threw down the iron fist and told Vontez, you're not playing this year, fix your fucking act, and we'll see you next time. All right, let me tell you why you're so wrong. If you watch the play, him actually going for the tackle, his head's down, doesn't see where he's aiming at, the player's going down that he hits, and he hits helmet to helmet. But had the player been standing up, it would have been chest level, maybe a little bit lower. Leading with the helmet, though. Leading with the helmet, but that's not the important part. The important part is helmet to helmet. Why Why is it any more fair for a running back or wide receiver who already has the ball to just run head down straight into a defender, but it's not okay for defenders to do it. Mm-hmm. So I agree that it, there is sort of a double standard, but I think it's the amount of opportunities these players have to do it. If you say that I'm going to do it on this on this play as a defender, that was my triple Carmelite coming up, I'm sorry. If you say I'm going to do it on this play on a defender... Uh, on a defenseless receiver as a defender, you're going to do it on every play because you're looking to jar the ball loose, and that's setting an unfair advantage for you. A running back isn't going to get that opportunity every play. He doesn't have the opportunity to hit somebody every play. All right. Obviously, we're not professionals, but did you play football? I did. All right. So you were probably taught from whatever age you started. I'm a small guy. To get low. I went for the ankles. To get low. The yeah. lowest person always wins the battle. So I'm no running Chris backs Jones. Are, I'm not hanging down there. Running backs are going to go low. Wide receivers are going to go low. Defensive players low are going to go low. The low man. Yeah. yeah. So both players are trying to get low. Why is it fair that if two players are going down low and they hit helmet to helmet, why is it the defender that always gets penalized? I don't think penalized? an offensive player is looking to leave their feet with their head leading. I think that's the key difference is that as a wide receiver, you're not looking to dive forward with your full force. But of your what body. do you expect defenders to do if a running back is running at you head first, right at penis level? Do you just expect them to like 
try and push them down from above. Like there's no way. There's no way be, other to tackle. No way to tackle them other than to get low. That would be a cool Karate Kid move if some dude went to go underneath. It would probably work on. And you just stuffed him down to the ground. That would be fantastic. I would love to see someone do that. Vontez Perfect won't do it. He's gonna try and injure no, you. No, don't get me wrong. So Perfect has a history of being uh, dirty, but I mean you have players out there that are just as dirty that don't have season long suspensions. This is a 12 game or 13 game or sorry, 11 game suspension and I just don't think that the hit is justifiable. But I think that the problem is is his history is just as much of an issue as the foul itself. Uh, and in the rules, it is a foul if a player lowers his head to initiate and make contact with his helmet against an opponent. But you which it is a rule, but you never see offensive players get fined for it or uh, ejected for it. You only I, see defensive I, players. I can't speak to why the rule... It, it's written in a way that would attest to all players, but it's clearly only on defensive players. Every running back it, it is taught to to put your head down and push through the pile, put your head down and get through the gap. Uh, but, like I said, the, the intent of it and the current NFL's intent is that if you're leaving your feet in a spearing motion trying to propel yourself forward with just the crown of your helmet. And, and the crown of your helmet has become a big <coughs> issue. It, but how often do you see these guys? I would say that defenders, if you're not on the defensive line, your biggest fear is not someone running at you with their head down. Uh, Brian Cushing, a, a few years back, took some contact to the knees, tore an ACL, came back the next season, took another chop block to the knee, tore an ACL, if I'm a defender, I, I want them to find some kind of rule to stop these these low leg blocks because it's the same as hitting a quarterback below the knees. No no one's exempt from ACL tears. And, no. and the other big problem is that defensive and offensive linemen are taking – I mean, I would not want you hammer fisting the top of my head 40 fucking times a game and expect to be like a healthy man afterwards. So I think more attention needs to be paid to the line of scrimmage and to chop blocking. They're doing a fantastic job with helmet to helmet and defenseless receivers, but they need to focus their attention in other places right, today. So, obviously, if we can probably find one thing that we can agree on is at least the NFL is actually acting like they finally care about player safety. They'll pretend concussions. to, but we had our talk. I think Thursday night games are a direct contradiction of player safety, and they don't care about that. It's the bottom line. But who am I? Yeah. Okay, we'll move on. Uh, let's talk about something that we probably will both agree on, and it won't be as fun to discuss. Is it uh, your chest hair? As how wrong you were. It's thick. It is, it is thick, and uh, it's lovely, but it's not the next topic. Yeah. The next topic is Larry Fitzgerald. Larry fucking Fitzgerald. <clears throat> he caught, let's get we, it. we had a whole discussion about him last week, and this week he caught, a, uh, he caught pass number 1,326 to take over... Uh, second place from Tony Gonzalez uh, for uh, most all time. He tra- trails Rice, Jerry Rice, by 223 for most all time. Um, he's only had 29 passes coming into this season. I'm not sure. Dropped uh, passes. Drop passes, sorry. Drop uh, passes. He only had 29 drop passes coming into this season. I don't know In the math, 15 but years. that is crazy. Crazy good hands. I have dropped more things on my way in from the grocery store than Larry Johnson. Larry Fitzgerald has dropped on a football field. No, he's dropped my spur and more vaginas than a 
white. He hasn't. He, he's, he hasn't. No, he doesn't he hasn't. know what he's talking about. All right. About. <laughs> okay. We don't know him. But, yeah, there's no doubt in my mind that Larry Fitzgerald is... Uh, first second, Hall of Famer. Second only to Jerry Rice. If he had better quarterbacks and he had a better team to play for than the Arizona Cardinals have been over the past 10 years, he would probably have those 223 more catches. No, he... He's probably my favorite current receiver in the NFL. Um, my next three would be Calvin Johnson, Percy Harvey, and Josh Gordon, all because they are excessive marijuana users. God bless all three of them for avoiding the opioid crisis and smoking marijuana. Ladies yes. and gentlemen, my marijuana <laughs> PSA, you want to not feel your pain, you want to go to bed, eat some good-ass food, watch a shitty movie that sounds fantastic, smoke some weed before you do it. And it is a damn shame what the NFL has done <laughs> to, to Josh, Josh Gordon. Gordon. Good fucking lord. After all these things come out, Josh <laughs> Gordon has to be sitting in his house just absolutely furious that Calvin is smoking weed every Sunday night because he doesn't like the way that Vicodin makes him feel. Jesus Christ, what's wrong with not liking the way an addictive opioid makes you feel? But let's get back to Larry Fitzgerald. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I fucking love the guy. I remember watching a uh, NFL special where he was the ball boy for the Vikings. A- and it was amazing just to hear about this dude who's the ball boy for the Vikings, catching everything, just a fantastic guy. And then he goes on to the NFL and does everything you can ask of him. He's humble. He's quiet. He goes to work every Sunday, does exactly what you ask of him. I never hear him complaining about his quarterback. He doesn't talk about how Eli Manning sucks at throwing the deep ball, even though we all know it's true and can see it. Thank God for Daniel Jones. And, and just and now he's done it for 15 years. He's number two to what is unarguably... The greatest of all time. The, the greatest. Jerry Rice is the go in football. He takes over every wide receiver. It, if you're willing to, go look at, at the uh, single-season records. Larry, or Jerry Rice holds all of them except for yeah, touchdowns. It's not just... And touchdown is Randy Moss with Tom Brady in his best year with his best defense. It's not fucking fair. And it's not just, like you just said, the career that makes Jerry Rice great. He has so many single-season records, single-game records. Um, if he doesn't have the records, he's always in the top three. It's crazy how good he was. And I think Larry Fitzgerald... Would have been or will have been the second greatest of all time, and probably would have been first had he had better <clears throat> quarterbacks and a better team. How many years do you think he has left in him? I would say Larry's <clears throat> sitting at thirty-six years old right now. You think uh, he plays into his forties like Rice? I think it depends on the seasons. I don't think he plays as long as Jerry did. Jerry did some outlandish shit where he bounced between Seattle, Denver, and Oakland in those last few years, just trying to find somewhere to stay. Hey, fuck off. And uh, I, I appreciate Jerry. I think everything Jerry did was fantastic. I think he proved that, that his position was not just born of prima donnas looking to score touchdowns. Uh, he did the dirty work. He played in the NFL before the receivers were as protected as they are today and managed. Uh, I think we looked at it. It was the, the 1987 year. Jerry had 22 touchdowns right. in 12 games. That's yeah, absolute. That we're talking about running back number touchdowns in a time where you could just get hit at the line, and if the dude was bigger right. than you, then that you that, didn't that flew. Yeah, you didn't have these rules to protect defensive, uh, defenseless receivers and uh, protecting the quarterback. So it was a lot harder to get these numbers back then than what it is now. 22 touchdowns in 12 games. If that dude's on my fantasy team. 
I'm blowing my load every Sunday and watching him score touchdowns. And the fact that he was able to stay healthy for so yeah. long it, is crazy. I think we looked at it. He missed less than uh, – there was one year where he missed almost a whole season. Right. But other than that, I think the first 10 years of his career, he doesn't miss but three or four games, which yeah. is unheard of in today. Odell Beckham is a, a no, fantastic he, player, and he misses more than that a year. Yeah, uh, players seem to like go out a lot a more often, despite the fact that there seems to be more rules protecting them. Uh, bless me. Bless me. Bless you. Thank you. Okay. All right, let's continue. Right. Larry's the GOAT after Jerry. <coughs> Calvin Johnson would have beat him, but let's not get into that because he's a... Fantastic marijuana right. user. Next topic. There's only two teams going into this week that are 4-0. Uh, there's a couple other teams uh, that uh, – or there's one other team un- undefeated, and that is San Francisco, but they had a bye week. But let's talk about the two teams. That and we are, both know that San Francisco sucks. You're not willing to admit it because you have a crush on Jimmy, but let's they suck. Let's talk about the two 4-0 teams, Chiefs or Pats. Who do you think is the better team? All right. Since you ask the question usually, I'm going to let you begin because – it's your turn. Chiefs. Chiefs are hands down the better team. They will win the AFC Championship. I am calling it now. Um, did you know that this was uh, the first week in uh, Patrick Mahomes' career that he didn't throw for a touchdown? That blows my mind. He's been in the league for a little over a year, a year now. He's, been, he's played uh, 20 games, and... This was the first time that he has not thrown a touchdown. That is crazy. So that makes me... I'm going to look up Eli Manning just to see how many games he went without a touchdown. Um, But I actually think that you're retarded. So the Chiefs, fantastic team. Absolutely amazing scoring offense. Doesn't change your mental disability. Weird. Um, But the Patriots. The Patriots are, are... Clearly the best defense. I think that, if anything, this last week proved that the Bills are actually a really fucking no, good I, team. No, I will agree. And I said this last week, the Bills are legit. I didn't think it so. Sucks that they had to, it. it sucks that they had to play the Patriots so early and they get their loss in week four. But I think does, that just yeah. goes to show you that the Chiefs are a better team because they went against a team at home. Well, both teams were playing away. But... The Chiefs had a much tougher time coming back, winning the game from being down for most of the game, whereas the Pats had a pretty healthy lead, and the only reason why the Pats won is because missed field goals and their defense held them. I don't think that the Patriots... I I thought at the beginning of the year the Patriots' offense and defense were both phenomenal, but I don't think their offense... After playing the Chief or after playing the uh, Buffalo Bills, is as good as what I thought they were. So you don't think it's possible that the Bills defense is actually no, no, that no. Good? So I think the Bills defense is really good. I have them on uh, in both of my fantasy leagues. They're very, very good. I actually have the Bills defense. I didn't start them this week. Any other team, I'm starting the Bills defense. They are probably top five come into the year. And you uh, could have started him against the Pats. Not, they only allowed 16 points. If not, points. I will lick Allen's nipple at the end of the season. I hope you do. Oh, fantasy-wise, the Pats have the best defense hands Oh, down. no, yeah, yeah, That's not even close. No, it's, yeah, yeah. But the Bills are going to be very good. Um, but I think that the Patriots only putting up 16 points. This was both teams' like first real test. And I think that the 
Bills did a really good job of keeping Brady and that offense in check. And I think that the Lions did the same for Mahomes and the Chiefs offense. But But this is a year-by-year thing. I think that Tom Brady doesn't have to have a fantastic game every year. And they're always a 10 plus. No, and you, could, and you could say the same thing about Mahomes. Like, he can win without throwing a touchdown pass. But has he? He just did. This How, last but week. But you can't say that he has if he just did. Well, I mean, I, he has no, because he just he, did. Yeah, he has. But up until this point, I think that they Because he's been, like, he's been amazing. He's been shut up. But out. yeah, they... Offensively... This, that's what I'm saying. This and, was his, like, real first test as a... He, he had to come back from the below. the first test. To see what they could do without Patrick Mahomes just absolutely dominating other teams. So the other difference between the Chiefs and the Pats is uh, the Pats, other than Antonio Brown being stupid and getting cut, the Patriots have Do you think they call him back at any point this season? No, I, I, Brown is done for the season for 100%, no doubt, probably done for his career. But the Patriots down Brown which, whatever, they didn't even have them until week two to play, and only week two. The Patriots have all their players healthy, other than Edelman is iffy. But the Patriots have all their players available and healthy. The Chiefs do not. Tyreek Hill's out. Uh, their running back is out. He, they're both players are going to come back, uh, probably Tyreek Hill this uh, week. The Patriots week. are, are a, a little bit light on uh, on wide receiver currently. I mean, they're not a fully healthy team. But I, I just I think that the Patriots are currently the most overall better team. I, think both, I don't think that the Chiefs score the way they do on the Patriots when they go to play each other. And what we could both assume is a, a obvious they play each other week. AFC championship game. No, they play each other in a few weeks. I think uh, like around week 10-ish. Uh, maybe a little bit sooner than that. But um, there's no world in where these teams don't end up playing in the playoffs. And no. I think that's what we're all looking forward to. Uh, it'll be fantastic to see at the time. I know that I'll be right. And you'll be calling <laughs> me from Illinois crying about how good I am. There is no doubt in my mind that the Chiefs are the better team. And at the end of the season... Not only will they win the regular season game that they play and the uh, AFC Championship, because there's no doubt in my mind that both teams are going to that game. Uh, it's going to be a rematch from last year. I think the Chiefs are going to have something to prove. Uh, it'll be interesting to see who has home field advantage, because I could easily see both of these teams the only Patriots, having one the loss. The Patriots play the AFC East six times a year. It's not even fair, honestly. No, it's Granted, not. The Broncos suck. But the we've Chargers looked, are so, a decent team. But we, we looked this up this week. The Patriots have almost an identical win percentage outside of their division as they do inside of their Which division. Which is surprising because their division is absolutely No, boring. it is. But for some weird reason, they either lose to the Dolphins every other game or they lose the to Dolphins the Jets. Is a, the or, Dolphins is a big one in yeah, Miami. It's always, it's always a weird season for them. All right. So I'm going to go off the cuff real quick. And I just want to go over a few things that, that we kind of covered last week and were just absolutely horrendously, despicably incorrect on. And I think we both know where to start. This is mainly my fault and not yours. Jameis fucking Winston, man. He threw a fantastic game against the Rams. Who we looked up. And and I still don't think Jameis can spell his own name. However, I will say that he threw a ridiculous game. Terrible mistakes in the game, but he played his ass off. This is... And I'll go back on half of what I said about Jameis last week. This is why I... He's still in the league because he has these games where he's phenomenal, lights out, 
best quarterback of the week. But he, they're so few and far between, and the rest of the season he looks like garbage. But at the end of the season, they're like everybody's like, "Oh, remember that time he played the Rams and put up fifty-five points?" That'll be yeah. That'll Two of those touchdowns, I believe, were defensive touchdowns as well. But even still, that's a lot of points to put he up did, on the Rams. He threw some absolute dimes in that game. No, he and didn't. He just and honestly, him and Goff hawked up some fucking ducks into the air, just waiting to be taken back for a touchdown. So, but I will say that he came back. I, I don't care who you are. Your job is to go out every Sunday and be who you're scheduled to be. It's hard to hold anything outside of that against the player. You be who's there on Sunday, and you move on to the next week. So good for Jameis Winston for beating them. I was wrong. Maybe he learned how to spell. Good for fucking Jameis. And he played a hell of a game against the Rams. And who is statistically actually, I thought otherwise until we had looked it up. I thought the Rams had been a great defense. They're a great turnover defense. They give up a above average points. They're below middle of the pack in terms of uh, points given up last year. You look year. at these players on the Rams teams, and they're going for the turnovers. And because of that, they allow a lot of points to be scored yeah, against they are, them. Yeah, they're right? giving up the, the big plays. They're looking to jump the curl routes and take it back to the house, and they end up giving up big plays. I agree. Um, um, so we can actually, because of when we're recording this, we can go over this Thursday's game, which we both have taken a look and at. And we will. And, and I love what Russell Wilson is doing. I hate the, I hate the fact that we have a Seahawks fan in the house. Go fucking Hawks. No, especially because since we just talked dicks. about how they're probably one of the worst Sucker fan bases. Hawks we, did, we did. 12, baby. And remember, and I, you know what? Actually, going back to things that I made a mistake on, I... I called them the seventh man. I don't know. We'd had a lot to drink that it's day. A, it's the twelfth man. Yeah, it's, it's the twelfth man. man. I totally. All yeah. right. This Big guy, dick our dicks. Suck our dicks. He has white busts in his house. Woo! I'm sorry, everybody else. Uh, but I will say, Russell Wilson is playing fantastic football. He is. Yeah, absolutely. Fantastic. They are a very yes. quiet four and one team. But the problem is, I don't think that they play that well against the better teams. And that being said, yeah. NFC sucks this year. No, the NFC, the NFC ha- is, is not as good as what they have been in the past like five no, or ten years. No, and it's it's interesting. It'll be an interesting <clears throat> playoff race when it comes time because the uh, the NFC is so contested in this one. I, I think by the end of the year, it'll be this three to six loss range will be a bunch of teams who are about as good as each other. I will say that this is what I love about football more than um, most other sports. Most other, other sports, you have divisions that are so lopsided, basketball, baseball, you have one division that's clearly the better. The West than, in the basketball right. has become the clear cut and favorite. The AL year. in baseball is way better than the NL. They win almost every single yeah uh, All Star game. But football is just there's always you never outside of the Patriots going to the Super Bowl every other year. You never know which division is truly the better division. All right, I want to go with another off the cuff one. Uh, mainly because I'm tired of your bullshit. Let's go opposite. Who do you think is the worst 0-4 team? Uh, so we have the Bengals, Broncos. Oh, God, the Broncos. Uh, Dolphins, Redskins. You know what? I said one of those, and I know who the answer is. Dolphins, obviously. Okay, God so outside of the Dolphins. Outside of the Dolphins. Let's exclude are, the Dolphins, because Clearly, the that. bottom of the barrel. However, I think that the next worst team uh, is probably... If you don't bless me, 
I will slap you. Bless you. Thank you. All right. Uh, it's probably the Redskins. The Redskins are atrocious. I'm so happy. Uh, you guys heard how much I hated Case Keenum last week, and I'm so glad that they gave Haskins a chance, even though he didn't do much with it. I did enjoy that but part of the game. Case Keenum like came out Haskins after coming. like the first uh, possession, maybe the second possession that the Redskins Pick, had. Punt, they punt, punt, are field goal, atrocious. Punt, and interception. It's punt. not like they were playing a great team. Not that the Giants are bad, um, especially with Daniel Jones now. <laughs> However, just atrocious. Three to twenty-four game. They looked terrible every single time that they had the ball. Uh, there was no chance. Uh, not only these interception and punts, but they only were running seven plays and three plays, and it was it was atrocious. And at that point, we've talked about it a bunch of times already. I think when you're giving your defense a minute, uh, anywhere between 60 seconds and five minutes, I don't think that's enough time, especially if another team has just gotten a long drive off, like, so we're looking at these, just the first quarter drives right here. They get a minute, and, and they're picked off. Uh, the Giants go down and get a five-minute touchdown. They come back and punt in five minutes. So you've given them an okay break. But then the Giants get almost seven more minutes with a ball. By probably that fourth minute, your defense is exhausted. And no, I mean, yeah. So we were both excited to see Dwayne Haskins. I think that everyone thinks that the the unknown is exciting. So that that's an obvious reason why, but... Dwayne Haskins didn't fare a whole lot better. Three more completions on six more attempts for 70 more yards. No, yeah, he he definitely – I but, wish he would have had more time under a better quarterback to study. And it sucks that he's under he's, – he's throwing fucking Hail Marys at the end of this game, like really just looking to do anything. Right, so they're down when I mean, he comes in. Of, he's playing from behind the entire game. Two of these interceptions are in the third – or three of them. All three of his picks are in the third and fourth quarters. So right. He he's throwing these when he's just trying to come back from what is already a huge deficit. I'd love to see what he does next week. Uh, I disagree though. I do not think that the Redskins are the second worst team since we're excluding the Dolphins because let's be honest, no one thinks the Dolphins are going to win. No, they're terrible. Uh, I'm from Colorado. I'm never going to choose the Broncos as the dead last team. I hate to see a team with Joe Flacco as quarterback because that man has robbed. Baltimore of millions of dollars and it's right. insane. So Baltimore, or sorry, Baltimore, uh, Denver just gives money away to quarterbacks. They have doesn't matter. Yeah, absolutely. Doesn't Brian matter. Gracie, yeah. Jake Cutler, they, uh, uh, Jake Plummer, Jake Plummer is another Seaman. one. Seaman, yeah, Trevor Seaman. Seaman. Everywhere. They have done eight, and I attribute all of this as someone who has been in an Elway era Colorado. Uh, I think that my dad would probably leave my mom for John Elway. I'm yeah. not sure if offered. I'd be willing to bet he would. I, I probably would. But I wouldn't leave your mom for John Elway. That being no, said, I would never leave my mom, mom would never be with Dre because I mean, let's first off, she likes. She men. could be a Seattle fan. She likes men under five four, like my. Weird, I'm six so. foot. I've had men. I've had the young bull. She wanted, what else do you want, I, Nick? I want, I want, Nick? I want the you old cow. Yeah, you do. It's yeah, the other way around. I've had the young I want the old bull. So, all right, all right. But I think that honestly, the AFC North is absolutely Let's... garbage. I think the Bengals are the worst team outside of them. the The Redskins are very close. Uh, I think that Denver has a chance of winning at least four games this year. 
I, I'm honestly surprised that they lost this game to the Jaguars. It just goes to show what a good mustache can do to you no, so, in the NFL. So I've been I've been discussing this for the last couple weeks now. I don't have a favorite team. I just love you're the sport actually, of football. I just realized you're growing your mustache out. I am. You're I am growing my it's mustache It's not much. But it's, it's not a, much it's yet. Something. It's only a couple days old. <laughs> but I am in love with a man, and his name is Minshew. Can, Can we pause? Can we pause? No. We, Repeat. I am in love with a man, right, and his name is Minshew. He is a wondrous that mustache man. Is, if, and I don't have a favorite team. But I've always followed players. Why, you're from Illinois. But don't you enjoy the team and you will, you will accept the team. I am now a Jacksonville Jaguars fan. That's a, that will not Because be of that man. He is the best. Greatest no. of all time. Yeah. I, I Greatest sixth round pick ever. I understand your man love from him. Uh, you know, you say that. So Denver had no chance to win that game. I he was in such Can a we game. not Google Tom Brady draft picks right now? Yeah, no. He is a better six-round pick than Tom Brady Tom was. Brady. I was just going to say, I'm pretty sure Tom uh, Brady Tom, was a six-round pick. Tom Brady pick. was a six-round pick. I needed pick. to look it up just to make sure that you were high today, which he is. Thank Gardner Minshew II. Thank you for confirming. Is way, way better. Wait. All right, I don't want to spend too much time talking about no, my yeah, man You love man Minshew. Crush. Let's continue. Uh, let's... Let's go to running backs. Uh, let's let's change topics completely and let's go with fantasy football. Ooh, all right. Let's, fantasy. let's talk about running backs first. Uh, we have Chubb, Howard, and Fournette, who had hell of a games this week. Uh, who do you think is most likely to keep getting uh, the level of work and the level of production? There is Leonard Fournette. Has yet to prove anything over the last. No, few okay. Years. I think we can both take Fournette out. He's he had a great game. Jordan Howard. That's it. Absolutely a stud. Uh, so who do you think's more likely to end up uh, over uh, the others, Chubb or Howard? Nick Chubb ends up smashing Howard uh, purely because the Eagles are running three to four running backs every week, um, and when you go in that style of offense, Doug Peterson's offense is also a throw first offense. So they're, they're, it's not looking good for any running back there. Jordan Howard had a really good week based on touchdown production, not overall production. And if you look at, at, at the course of the year, Jordan Howard has not had the volume that you would expect a number, a number one running back to have. And Nick Chubb is smashing him in touches per game. All right, so I uh, will agree uh, Chubb's probably going to be uh, over the other two. But it all depends on if the Browns decide to keep running the ball like they did this week against Baltimore. I don't uh, think they will. They, this was one of this was the only week where they had a healthy lead and they could afford to run a lot of run yeah, plays. And, and I do think that I that do not know. I it. do not know if the Browns can keep that up. But I do think that the Eagles can stay in games a lot better than the Browns can. Uh, and I think that because of that, Howard has. Almost just as good of a chance of being ahead of Chubb as Chubb does of being ahead of him for that reason. Uh, Howard splits, I think the Browns Howard play from behind too much. Howard splits the carries way too much. Like I, I think I said it last week. I think the the Browns are are going to slowly game by game build up that that cohesion and that confidence, and I think that they won't have this problem where so, so the week, every week the week before this week. They had the Browns were they had that uh, first and goal uh, from like the two or 
it was like maybe the four yard line. We can look and they that. ran four straight draw plays and didn't run the ball a single time. And I think that says something that they didn't have confidence in Chubb to run the ball on the goal line. Howard is for sure the Eagles' goal line back. He's going to get that touchdown uh, advantage quick mic over order. Chubb. Chubb, the reason why he had such a hell of a game is he had the uh, couple big runs. He's not going to get that every but week. Howard, I think, no, will get those goal line I, looks every no, week. I think the opposite. I think that touchdown production is inconsistent. You can't look at that as a fantasy statistic. You have to look at volume. Volume dictates everything. I think that Chubb has volume on Howard because Howard splits carries too much. Uh, but that's okay. We we sort of agree, but I, I think I, that Chubb is the clear-cut favorite. I think Chubb because of edges over Howard a little bit, but I do think and Howard could. And we have could, different reasoning for it. I, right. I do think Howard so could come back. All we're right. going to take a quick RB break. Uh, Ox, what is that in your hand that you keep shining in my face? Because I saw it at the store the other day. And is I it a new Dillo or is it what? <laughs> a beer. Oh, it's not a beer. All right, shout it out, Alex. Tong Flies Imperial Stout, 12%. And I'm very interested in the flavor. It's got a very unique artwork on it. No, Alex, tell us more about flavor. Let me take a look at this. This is just a beautiful, uh, uh, what's that book? The garnish called? is fucking amazing on the can. It's a time clock. It's a fucking... And where does this come from? I don't know. It has some foreign-ass letters on here, so... Uh, this isn't our beer of the week. The illustration is by Alexander Janssen. So we'll take a sip, and we'll just give this a quick shout-out when we go through our beer of the week, which is from a local Dutch brewery this week. But let's jump into quarterbacks, right, which so, Nick is going to be wrong about. So, so actually, we're talking about this it. is... Uh, quarter. We don't really have much to talk about quarterbacks this week because... Pretty much all the usual good quarterbacks had uh, bad weeks. Mahomes, uh, Dak, Brady, Watson. They all had bad weeks. Uh, Winston was the top performer this week, if that says anything. Um, Chase Daniels had a better week than Tom Brady, Watson, and Dak Prescott. Uh, So what I want to talk about right now is fantasy football, just pure luck. Uh, Obviously drafting... uh, so something. I'm going to give it a 75-25. I think it is 75% luck, which people are going to fucking rage about because they're like, I'm so good at fantasy no, football. No, I spend so much time looking up stats. And... You can look up every stat you want. You can look up the next-gen stats. Do you know the playbook for the next week? Do you know their focus? Do you no, know if they're no. going to run or exactly. throw the ball? Do you... Do you know if Tom Brady's going to get hurt? Do you know week? if Bill Belichick's going to play the is, piano on the sideline? Yeah, exactly. And actually, speaking of that, did you see the clip of that paired with some music? No, I did. It's Absolutely amazing. Absolutely fantastic. If you haven't seen it, I'll, I'll make sure that the link ends up on our Instagram. Uh, make sure to follow us at The Day Drunk Show on Instagram. You can see Nick in his beautiful golfing attire. You can. Uh, and our Beers of the Week will also be on there. Uh, but let's go beyond that. So... I do think it's mostly luck. I think that very little of it is skill-based. I think that Ox, who doesn't know how to read, could go in, draft a fantasy football team, and have a decent shot at winning as long as he I've, doesn't... I feel like you could just auto-pick. You could auto-pick... Every year, and you'll every probably year top three. And be fine, unless you have a bunch of weird matchups. For instance, our league last year, I had the second most points for... But I also had the most points against. I just I had agree. terrible week after week matchups. Last year in our keeper league is a perfect example. I was number two. I scored less than you, but I lost Odell Beckham, 
David Johnson, and right injuries. And I think I lost. Part. I lost my number two running back as well, who I can't think of. I was running with a bunch of RB threes, RB fours, flex position players, and I still got number two. But oh, oh, uh, the he kicked her. Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt was my RB two. So I lose my RB one and two going into that year. I still get second out of pure sheer chance. And, and yeah, you're totally right. Like uh, you can't predict injury. I can't predict injury. No. I drafted Latavius Murray this year, praying to God that if Alvin Kamara goes down, we've seen that he is a good running back. He's a yeah. fantastic between the tackles running back. But if Alvin Kamara goes down or doesn't go down, it's either a absolutely genius pick or nothing at all. It means it makes no difference by the end of the year. All right. So uh, moving along, kind of in the same uh, lines with wide receivers. Um, there were so many wide receiver twos and threes that outperformed wide receiver ones this week. Um, do terrible fantasy weeks make for better better football games? I think that they do. Uh, I don't know if I'd say they make for better better. So if you had so are you saying if you better, had any better uh, fantasy football games so or better football games better in football general? games in general? So no, if you had agree. anybody on the Patriots team at least offensive wise or seals or Jones, the Bills who is that guy. Or the Chiefs. Did he sing I Have Been you Kissed had, by Rose? You had terrible, terrible fantasy points. But you, those were hands down the two best games of the week. I don't think that they make for better watching football. I, I think that there are two schools of thought when you're watching football. You want to see high-level, good-quality football. And I think that that would be for your older, more veteran, old head football. Fans. No, and I'm not all about defense. I love off. I love high and scoring that's what I'm games. Saying. Some people but just want. That's the other sometimes you thought. have those high scoring games. I mean, the Chiefs and the uh, Lions were it was a high scoring game. It was like sixty total points scored. High scoring game, but it was still very good. No, I agree. I think that there can be two kinds of games, and I actually I talked a ton of shit. About the Bengals Steelers game. Because as we both know, AFC North games are traditionally 10 to 13 games, but they're not good 10 to 13 games. And I know that that's hard to quantify because that could be the same as what I would consider a good 10 to 13 game. But I'm talking in terms of scoring potential. And this week's scoring potential for me did not bode well for the Bengals Steelers game. And I had the reverse comments about what I thought would be an equally scored game with the Vikings. I thought the Vikings-Bears game could just as easily be a 10-13 to game, but with much better scoring potential. No, I agree. I love seeing teams in the red zone, even if they're not scoring. That ability to score, and that's what makes the Chiefs so fantastic to watch, is that they're their, such a good red, their red zone is extended way past the 20-yard line. The The Chiefs are in scoring No, anytime zone. they cross the 50-yard line. As soon as they get across the 50, sometimes could, less than that. you could assume that they are within their red zone of scoring the ball. But I think that this week of football, it was a terrible fantasy week. Uh, there was a couple of usual... But I don't, I don't think that's necessarily bad, but I don't think it's necessarily But bad. I did think that this week's games, while Watching there actual were some football, really I really liked games. this week. I no, thought it was yeah, the best yeah, yeah. week of the season. All right, let's but move on. I don't think that it is impactful one way or the other. I think it's the quality of the gameplay being. Played. I disagree, and I think we can both agree that you're stupid. But let's I, move on to tight ends. Yeah, this is true. Of the talks, I'm pretty stupid. Ox is, is, is dumb as well. So the tight ends is just more proof. We're not going to spend too much time on them. 
Um, do you have Travis Kelsey? It's more proof. Do you of have the, Travis Kelsey? No. Of the Next top, fucking topic. Yeah, exactly. Of the top 10 tight end performers this week, only two are owned in both of our eight-team leagues. Who, who um, are they this week? I don't remember. But now that Gronk is, Gronk is gone, what am I doing? our tight ends just TD or bust. Uh, Gronk was like the only that's tight perfect. end. But, but like Travis, even Kelsey this year isn't this year, been very good. But uh, so Kittle uh, has not been uh, very good. I think Kittle was a... F- a flash in the pan. Uh, so so that one's hard to say, but I do agree. I think tight ends are so underused because they – and I think a lot of this is set with a precedence of what Jimmy Graham did. Jimmy Graham told the Saints, pay me like the receiver that I am or I'm not going to play this position. And if you're a 20-year-old tight end who's playing a receiver position but you're 6'4", you're going to be like, well, why the fuck don't I just move over uh, 10 yards and become a wide receiver and make double the money? There's, there's no reason not to. I think we both know that. Uh, and, and it's easy to see that, that that's where the NFL is becoming. No, yeah. The NFL is doing everything to protect these receivers. That being said, red zone threats will always be a tight end. No, and, for sure. And there's sure. nothing you can do to change um, that. Unless you have uh, a really JJ big... J.J. Watt has caught a touchdown, and that's just perfect proof of it. Unless you have really uh, big wide receivers, a lot of times you're going to see double coverage on... Tight ends, uh, especially elite tight ends, more so than wide receivers in the red zone. Uh, but, yeah, so tight ends, TD or bust pretty much this year, right? That's I, that's how I feel. I don't I don't think a lot of them are getting the, the volume like we no, talked you don't, about. No, you don't see 100-yard games anymore yeah. now that Gronk's gone. No, and, and that's not going to happen. There's, there's You see the weeks. You see the breakout weeks where, like, they just have good matchups and they have 130 yards. But week in, week out, Gronk was the only one that uh, I think is any good. Maybe when Tyreek Hill comes back, we'll see some more production out of Kelsey. Kelsey had that amazing play where he uh, did that little lateral to McCoy. That was beautiful. Truly athletic and great. And that's not even only athletic. I think the best part about that is that that, that just shows the mindset that he has is that it's not like, all right, I got my yards, I got my points, I got my my foot forward toward my bonus, is that I'm looking toward the team, which is a lot of things I think that you miss out from some players. Um, but I do I do agree that the tight end position is currently, as of today's NFL, I think it is touchdown or bust. But I think it's like, I don't know a ton about baseball. I think, I think it always has been tighter. Uh, TD or but you bust. can't say that about Tony Gonzalez. You can't say that about uh, who was Antonio but Gates. But there's always those players. You have that once the, the in a bas- generation. It's the basketball players. holdovers. Right. Every year it's the basketball holdovers. Right. It's not, but it's not. Gronk is the outlier to that outlier. It seems like every position has changed over the years, except for tight ends. Tight ends, your primary responsibility will always be blocking. They eliminated fullback almost completely as yeah. a position. I agree. Running back is all by committee nowadays. Quarterbacks throw the ball a lot that, more. Wide receivers not, are fast and tall. That Yeah, that was not a thing. Do you, uh, I hate to say it, but you know that I don't know a whole lot about the MLB. I will say it seems that, that every two or three years, it's like, Every pitcher is so much better than every batter. And then there's slowly this progression where batters just start right. dominating. Yeah, the most home runs ever this year and, and by then, a landslide. And then in a few years, it'll go back to where no one's hitting anything. And I think the same is said. It's human athletic ability evolving over the years. And at the current state, 
the problem that we're having, and I wouldn't say it's a problem, but the evolution that's happening currently is that defensive players are so much more athletic than they were five years ago that these basketball holdovers are that are coming to tight end aren't that much more athletic than the linebackers. Or we watched it earlier, and Dominican Sue ran a four nine forty. Nick, this how is what fast... started the Chris Jones dick dash. The oh my god! If you haven't watched the Chris Jones dick dash, I don't know you. It, just Google that. You'll be so fucking happy with yourself. Please don't have your kids in the room unless they're of age to see penises. But still, I, I'm not as big as you, and I'll admit my forty time after you do. What is your estimated forty time today? Oh shit! Uh, no hell, probably. Right around six seconds, I'd say. I ran a 40 time with my much younger nephew because we were at the gym together in Colorado before I came over to the Netherlands. I ran a 415-ish. Uh, I was about 160 pounds. I'm not very tall. I'm 5'10". Uh, Indomitian Sue is 310 pounds. His combined 40 was a, a 4'9". And, and I mean, that's just... That man is... Just about double my weight at the time. And he's running twice as fast as I can. Or it, he's running slightly faster than me at almost twice my weight. Right. So You're drunk. You said 4-1. You meant 5-1. I didn't mean 5-1. If I ran a 4-1, I would, <laughs> you would be, be in the NFL, obviously. podcast with Nick right now. I'd be running track meets. or I, I mean, I still... I would have never done anything professionally with it. But I, I would be tricking some people in the streets for money. All right, let's uh, let's move on. Uh, defenses. We're not going to talk much about defenses. Other the Patriots than, are smashing. Other everybody. than I want to talk about how the Patriots are smashing everybody. It's ridiculous. The Patriots already have eighty-eight fantasy points at least in our league. Last season they had one hundred and thirty-eight. Uh, the top so, team, which was the Bears, had two hundred and twelve. Uh, the second most last year was the Texans with one hundred and sixty-two. The Patriots are already half that. Only four games into the season. Here's my question: I pose to you: Is Bill Belichick the piano man? Oh, he's the, we, <laughs> he is the piano man. That's all we is. need to say. He or, is the piano man. Or is he the Pokemon master? Has he collected every playbook? Or is he just you that know, fucking it's, good? It's funny because I was I actually was watching that game. I had, red, I had the red oh, zone. Man. I had red zone the on in the corner. Play with uh, but, Chris Hansen, not Chris Hansen. Yeah, wrong guy. <laughs> wrong show, everybody. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the announcers were talking about who they thought might run that defense, and then immediately, Clearly, yeah. immediately, it cut to Bill Belichick playing the piano on the sideline. The na- announcers both said, "Okay, it's clear who's running the defense." And. Uh, let it, me tell you, Bill Belichick man, is a defensive god. That man knows a G from an E. Let me tell you that. He does. And my wife just came in with a special guest appearance of a fantastic local Dutch stout, which will also be on our Instagram later tonight. Um, okay. Uh, I think one of the reasons why the Pats are so good this year is because is their defense is buck wild. They, they've played – well, the reason why their defense is so good – and you they've stand played, at the end zone pantless every game. That's not fair to anyone else. They've played the Jets, the Dolphins, and the Bills, and they play them all again. Plus, they also play Cincinnati and Washington. Which is also not a fair thing. We both looked at it, and I, I know we that, that we looked historically through their win percentage. 
uh, in and out of the division. So it, it's not like I want to go out. And I know I've said it before. Your only job is to beat the team in front of you that week. That's it. That's all you can do. You can't ask for any more. You can't ask for any less. Either you beat the guys that you line up against on Sunday or you don't. Uh, that being said, though, I feel like because of the division the Patriots are in and because of who they seem to get looped up against each year. So I think this year we said that they're playing the NFC East, right? This is probably the weakest the NFC East has been in, uh, I don't know, I would say six years. I'd have to double check, but I, I think that that would be a pretty good estimate. I would say right before they got Michael Vick, that this is the worst the NFC East has been since before Michael Vick entered. Uh, and, and so, I mean, maybe it's just luck. It could be sheer luck. It could be some it, crazy Epstein conspiracy. But they have. They but play, that being said, they beat who they line up against every yeah, week. They play good teams this year. We'll see how they do against them. But so far, uh, the defense has put up three TDs. They've had 10 interceptions and 18 sacks and only 15 points allowed. They have more sacks than they have points against. Uh, so that's it for fantasy. Uh, we're going to move on to NFL Pick'ems. First up, we have the Ravens at the Steelers. Who you got, Gabe? Ravens and Ravens smash the Steelers. Why the fuck did you even ask Yeah, me? as much what as I fuck? hate to agree with you, and I don't want this to turn into last week where we agreed on everything. I agree that... This game is hands down Ravens. The fact that they're only a three-and-a-half-point favorite blows it's my crazy. mind. They put, up, they put up 28 points minimum. I guarantee Other than it right now. The historical. The 10 to 13 that we talked about last week. Yeah, yeah. All right, so next up we have Bears and Raiders. Uh, Bears at Raiders. Bear, uh, they're playing in London. Who do you got? You know what? London fucks it all up. I'm going to go on the wild side of this. And I say that Oakland wins this game. They don't cover the 5.5. I'll go on. on a, uh, they don't cover the 5.5. It doesn't matter. Oakland beats the Bears and shocks fucking everybody. No, Bears win only I if they were playing um, in Chicago in the even, black hole. or in the black hole, definitely the black hole. And Do maybe you think I would they say the black hole or Raiders. I think that the reason why the Bears win this game is because it is in London and the time difference is going to fuck with the Raiders. Too much. I know that every time I play in your black yeah. hole, I win. So Oakland has to smash Raiders. It out of the park Raiders here. is like a twelve-hour difference. That does suck for them, but Chicago's they're not be coming in, off much. Life. They're in London all week to get adjusted. But for, for as somebody who has traveled from the states to Europe, it is very hard to adjust your sleep schedule in a a week period. All right, let's jump on to the college versus college game of the week. <laughs> Uh, Cardinals versus the Bengals. And I actually, don't know. It doesn't really I, matter. To be I honest. honestly, I cannot believe that the Cardinals are a negative three on this. I think that the, that Vegas is giving their money away. Oh yeah. Uh, Cincinnati blows them out by more than three. Uh, I have the Cardinals winning this game. I pray to God that this is some kind of shit show where it's like. David Johnson runs for 300 yards it and could, catches. It could be. And that's what Honestly, I'm praying for, be. but good God. I so uh, Both teams are winless, but we, I have the Cardinals. We watched that Seahawks-Rams game. <coughs> I see um, I see hints of Russell Wilson and Kyler Murray, and I also see those same hints of as we... I hate to go back to this so much because I'm going to sound like such a fucking idiot, uh, but Jameis Winston... 
Jameis Winston can extend some of those plays. He can throw some good balls. He he can throw some ducks out there too. I'm beginning to think that you love Winston now. I don't. And I hate him. I more don't. Than ever. I'm so much more <laughs> upset that he did well the week after we talked a bunch of shit. But that being said, uh, Jameis holds onto the ball sometimes way too long. So I think that Kyler Murray sees these Russell Wilson plays and he's like, man, I could do that. And I do honestly believe that he could. But I don't think that the, that he's there uh, NFL intellect-wise. And I don't think he's adjusted to, like we talked about, and Dominican Sue is two, 310 pounds, runs a 4-9-40. I don't think he's adjusted these kinds of athletes on the other side of the field. Uh, Cincinnati wins. I yeah. think they cover the spread. You're uh, wrong. Doesn't matter. Panthers at Jags. Oh, my God. Uh, I have – I don't even need to say this. I have <laughs> – Gardner Minshew, the second, winning by probably six or seven touchdowns. Who do you have? It's in Carolina. I don't think it's that big of a it's, deal that it's in Carolina. I, I do think that they win, though. So I'm going to go against you, mainly because I would rather be wrong than be on the same side as you. You are going against me because you're super jealous of my man crush. <laughs> and your mustache. Minshew. Your mustache and the fact smashes mine out of the park. And I, I think that you might... You might be a better Gardner Minshew impersonator than I am. Oh, by which by breaks my heart. Uh, so with that said, I got Carolina. You got Jacksonville. I want to mention one thing that the Jaguars are capitalizing on this Minshew mania. They really they are. are selling or they are giving away mustaches and headbands. Jorts. They should be <laughs> handing out fucking jorts over there, dude, <laughs> to their games. All right, and it's a, it's a genius idea. But let's move on. Wait, wait, wait. I know we joked about it last week, but I'm being totally serious. I have a pair of denim jeans in there that I will 100% cut into jorts if I'm wrong this week. So I'm going to need to shake on it. Panthers lose to Jacksonville in Carolina. I cut my jeans into shorts. All right. Otherwise, you cut your own jeans into shorts and we make out afterward. Right. Either we'll way, we're happening. making out afterward. All right. So Vikings uh, at Giants. Let's talk that. I I love Daniel Jones. I think that he's really reinvigorated the Giants offense and the team as a whole. Uh, but Vikings are coming off a hard loss. I don't think they're willing to replay that back in their mind. Vikings win. Not only do they win, but I think they smash this five and a half spread. Saquon Barkley is out, so I, I don't think the Giants have a chance. It doesn't matter if it's at MetLife or not to me. I have the Giants. Uh, I think the Giants' run game last week was perfectly Ox, fine. Can I do this podcast him. with you? He's retarded. He, I got you. No. Uh, it's 100% <laughs> the Giants. They're playing really well right now. The Vikings have had some pretty tough games, and I their defense is good. Their run game is phenomenal, but you have a not-so-great not so um quarterback and you have a wide receiver and Diggs who's there's trade rumors and he's obviously not happy I don't think any of that wide receiving core or receiving core is happy to be playing for or with uh Kirk Cousins so I have the Giants let's move on what a perfect segue into the Patriots do you think the Patriots end up scooping up Diggs I think that they might okay so they might let's go into my crazy mental world they scoop up Diggs how valuable does Adam Thielen become in fantasy? Uh, Top 10 or no? No. No, not without Diggs? No, Diggs hasn't really been much of a All threat right. to him PPR, PPR. I think Adam Thielen increases in PPR. I think he becomes a top 10. He's I a, think he gains three or four catches on yeah. five targets, uh, maybe. Patriots at Washington. If I, we, we're if not we, even going to talk about this game. Right. We both have the Patriots. There's right. no way the Redskins win. But let's go into the one thing that's debatable, a 15-and-a-half spread or no. 
Uh, Patriots beat that spread easily. Uh, uh, yeah, I agree. All right, um, we're not the gonna... next one. This is yeah. actually um, this is the next closest spread, uh, which I think is ridiculous because Eagles fan, we know crackheads catch better than Nelson Aguilar, but they have them by fourteen and a half. Uh, do you think the the Eagles cover the spread? We're I, not even going to talk about who wins. I don't. Um, I, I think, don't either. I think the Jets lose. Like you said, we're not going to talk much about it. But uh, I think that the Jets have had, of their three losses... They've shown flashes. Of their three losses, one of them is against the Bills. We talked about how legit we both think the Bills. Real, yeah. yeah. And one of them is against the Patriots. Ox, if you were to pit a Jet against Eagle, who wins? The eagle would obviously win. The eagle smashes through the engine, fods it out. Yeah. Both, Jet crashes. Both lose. Both lose, right? We get a... What and Donovan McNabb can't understand is we get a tie in the NFL <laughs> and everyone's confused. But I do I do feel like, using that analogy, both teams could lose this game somehow. I do. I actually... I honestly feel like this is where Philly overlooks a team. Uh, their offense has been pretty good. I mm-hmm. I think that Carson Wentz is playing good football. He doesn't have a ton to work with. Uh, they're starting to figure out their their roles. I think the running backs are starting to figure out where they place in, in first, second, and third, short or long. Uh, I, and I know we've made a lot of jokes about it, but I don't. I think that throughout his career, Nelson Aguilar has not been a bad receiver. He's had some. <laughs> Really high profile drops this year, which, right? Right, and which for a young, he did last year too. Yeah, for a young he's guy, he's known for dropping the ball because when if you it counts, watch, he drops if you the watch ball. the um, not Antonio Brown, uh, he went from Kansas City to Atlanta, the tight end Gonzalez. If you watch the Gonzalez uh, NFL show uh, movie, the the man admitted that he struggled with anxiety of catching the ball, and I think that that's. A very great thing it's to a, see out a, in the spotlight. It's a mental thing. Yeah, you know? and it, sports it are a lot of mental agility. These guys are all just as lucky as yeah. the next guy, and it, it comes down to being able to say like, and he admitted it. He said as the ball was being thrown to him that he would just think like, please don't drop it, please don't drop yeah, it. Fumbles are the and same way. Uh, I I agree to an extent. There are some guys who are really good at forcing fumbles, but I agree. No, yeah, I think you you fumble the ball and then all of us. You see and these guys. You see these guys about. like Chris Carson, who is he never fumbled in college, hadn't fumbled in the NFL, and then through he didn't fumble this week, but for through the first three games of the season, he had four fumbles, and I think a lot of that's mental. I agree. I, um, I agree in the sense of you are all such athletic peaks uh, of what an athlete is supposed to do that the differences become your mentality. Uh, but I think we both have the Eagles. I don't see them covering a 14-and-a-half spread. That's beating them by two touchdowns plus. by uh, A three-possession game is crazy. Uh, I mean, it's technically two, but we all know it's really three. Um, uh, I think I think that the Eagles, I don't know. They have a good chance of beating the spread. I don't know if they do, but I think that they have a very good chance of beating all right, let's, the spread. Let's bounce to the next game. We have Tampa at New Orleans. Tampa. You have Tampa. I do. I, not so, because I think Tampa's good, but I think that their offense is pretty solid. It's doable. Yeah, it's yeah, doable, yeah. and the Saints are missing Breeze, and their defense think, is coming off the phenomenal week of beating the Cowboys and holding the Cowboys to a low too score. Hype? And I think they're too hype right now. Okay. Um, so I actually, so a lot of me thinks that the Buccaneers showed uh, what they are capable of. 
I don't think that that's what they can do every week. I think the Bucks are capable of putting up 42-plus points on a good defense. I think that that's the type of talent and the coaching they have there. I also think that a lot of that relies on what Jameis Winston is able to read, and I think that a, a big part of it for me is that can Jameis get in a rhythm or can he not? And that that's hard to say week to week. However, Teddy Bridgewater is a proven quarterback. I think that barring that injury, Teddy Bridgewater still has that job in Minnesota. Teddy Bridgewater has already learned New Orleans offense, and I would say that Tampa beating the Rams is less of a big deal than New Orleans beating the Cowboys. The Cowboys have been a perennial line on both sides dominating team. They dominate you defensive line. They dominate you offensive line. They have a good defense, not a great defense. They've never been a, a ball hawking defense, which I think is something they struggle with internally is that ball hawking aspect. But I think that New Orleans beats them, and I think that New Orleans beats them by more than one possession. I think that uh, uh, Teddy Bridgewater is a more capable quarterback than James Winston is today with the tools that he's given there. Alvin Kamara is fantastic. Right, so you got the Saints. Absolutely. I have the Bucks. Let's move on to the Texans and the Falcons. Who you got? Uh, you know what? This would actually be probably one of my toss-up for the week. This is my uh, game of Ox. I'm going to go with Ox for this one. This is my phone a friend. Falcons versus a dude from Texas. Who wins in a fight? No shotgun because we're just not going to include that. Who wins in a Falcon versus Texan matchup? Definitely the Falcon if there's All right. guns involved. I'm going with Matty Ice. Matty Ice wins this game. Uh, the Texans get their eyes gouged out. I disagree. Uh, the Texans... Win this game for the simple fact that the reason Gardner why she was not a Texan, you're aware of this. The story. reason why the Texans <laughs> win this is because they're playing a shitty defense. Their offense is too good. The and Falcons this week, this week may be the week that the Texans do not have to worry about giving a up eight sacks. So, who, mm, Big Beasley's still there. Who's covering Julio? <clears throat> Nobody. Nobody. Next question. It doesn't matter. The Bills Texans, it, Bills Texans win that Tennessee. game. Uh, this Bills. is my personal... I know that I talked a bunch of shit about the 10-13 to 13 AFC North. Like I said, good versus bad, low-scoring games. I think that this Bills-Tennessee game proves a shit ton about which each of these teams are. I'm going with the Bills. So it's kind of crazy that the AFC South, every single team in that division is 2-2. Two and two. It is anybody's division right now. And, it, and going into it, uh, Andrew Luck retiring, uh, the Titans, I think that Derrick Henry has moved into what is a very rare in today's NFL uh, workhorse load, which is great for fantasy owners, great for Derrick Henry, and it might actually be great for the Titans as well, because what are you thinking about? Uh, it, in a lot of cases today, it's that the receiving back takes the bulk of the carries, and the the third and short back takes the rest of them. But right now we have the reverse scenario in Tennessee where Henry's getting the bulk of the carries, and Deion Lewis is coming in to catch these longer third downs, these yeah. longer second downs. And I think that bodes really well for the Titans because they have two fantastic running backs at doing that, and it really helps Mariota be able to run that I offense. think that the Bills' defense is just too good for them, though. And I agree. I think that with what the Bills proved against New England this week, 
is that Tennessee will be no problem. Marcus Mariota isn't a Tom Brady. We know that. And we know that the coaching just isn't the same in Tennessee. No, and if so, you can hold the Patriots to 16, I think you can hold the Titans under 16. That is a fucking in of itself. Exactly. Ox, how many times have you held the Patriots to 16? Never. Never. Zero. Ox has never done it, so if the... If, if Ox can't if do it, the no Bills one can do can. it. The Bills are one of the best defenses in the league. Okay, let's let's get into Denver versus Chargers. Let's. We got an AFC West matchup, which uh, a lot of the years since I was a kid, and and I mean I'm not that old. I'm I'm 28 years old. Uh, a Chargers Denver matchup was a good matchup week to week, and I I hate to say it this week, but. I think that especially in LA, outside of Mile High, that the the Chargers smash them. I think no, they, yeah, there's the, no way the, the Chargers the, don't win this game. The spread is six and a half. I and Melvin Gordon's back this week, it, it, unless unless I'm wrong. They, he, he's, he's coming back. back. At, He'll at probably he's, start. He's, he's going to be on a, a uh, cow, uh, but he is. They've already said he he's might not start. be the workhorse. Eckler has shown that he deserves some carries. No, he's Melvin Gordon's back. The Chargers win it's by his 10. first game. The Chargers win by ten at least. So we can jump into what I think is probably going to be one of the best games of the week, and the the Packers at Cowboys. And I want to know what you think about this. Disagree. Game. I think that it's going to be super one sided. The Illinois, Packers stupid. are going to win this. I think that. Last week proved that the Cowboys are overrated and they just had a really easy couple weeks of matchups. That being said, the Packers lost to Philadelphia. This is in Jerry World. Um, And here's my problem is that what did the Eagles do so well against Green Bay? They ran the ball. What... Uh, I Actually, I'll pull it up. I am pretty sure... I'll get back before the end of the podcast that Dak Prescott is 1-8 when Ezekiel Elliott is held below 75 yards. That Packers front line isn't holding Zeke below 75 yards. I We'll see. I didn't think the Saints could either, and the Saints did. That's true. All right, we will see. So uh, this is one that I, I think that we, we usually are kind of on the fence about both sides of it, but I feel like we really disagree on this one. And yeah, I, I'll I, be excited to see what happens I, next week I, after the game. Once again, is I think this, what's the timing of this game? That's what I would be curious it's gonna to be see. The, it's going to be the afternoon set of games. So that will be starting pretty late for me. I think you'll be back by then, right? Yeah, uh, no, I'm not going to be back by then. No, uh, so this is the this will be ten twenty five on the six. No, you won't. You'll still be here. So yeah, we I'll can still enjoy, be here. We we can enjoy some of this game These, on Monday, which will be really good. So uh, let's. But I think before we move on, I think we can both agree once again that you're stupid, and I'm probably a god when it comes I to picking football teams. I will never agree to that. I'm, okay, let's move on. Uh, quickly, you. before you say anything, Chiefs, <laughs> Chiefs and Colts, uh, I don't even want to talk about this game. The Chiefs have it. It sucks. It sucks because I don't want to talk about this one, but uh, I've loved the way that Jacoby Brissett has played. No, I love I love the Brissett. way that Indianapolis has coached this team after losing Andrew Luck, and it and it's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking to lose a guy of that caliber to the NFL. But I almost I think it's heartbreaking for the fans, and I think it's heartbreaking to a team like that. Like we we talked about uh, Vontae Davis leaving in the middle of that Buffalo game the other day, and and I feel like Andrew Lux is so much closer to that than people anticipate I, because of where he is. I hate that Brissett is on the Colts. For the pure simple fact that I don't want to like the Colts because the fans booed Andrew Luck whenever he walked off the field after he announced his retirement. Uh, so I, I pretty much hate Colts fans right now, but I do That's, love Brissett. 
I told you, I read the whole article that they put on uh, ESPN copyrighted under some bullshit. Uh, but I felt very in tune with what Vontae Davis was saying. It's just that at some point you realize that you care so much more for this organization or these organizations or this group uh, than they care about you, that the expectation is that you give it your all and once you're done, you're out. And, and it's really hard to read something like that and continue to think like, oh, well, he quit in the middle of the game. But it, it's not that way at all. It's that... No. Vontae Davis had given the better part of his career. He had some Pro Bowl years in there. He's not like one of these players who's just a nobody every year. Right. Vontae Davis is a contributing member of any defense anywhere he goes every year that he plays. And then to just see people discount that as like, oh, you're a quitter, where it's like, have you ever been in a situation where you've really thought like, this isn't what I want to do anymore? Yeah, exactly. And, and how would you handle being in that situation? And for Andrew Luck, it's even like... His As body, the quarterback. his body is hurting. Like he's, it's, it literally becomes, it comes down to, can my what, body physically, what do the this? rest of his life is going to be like after football? Yeah, I know. I, I think that for Andrew Luck, it's so much bigger than anything the Colts had to offer, and there's nothing that the Colts could have done to keep him. Where if, I feel like if Vontae Davis is on a better team, he might continue to do it. I don't think that that's necessarily true. I think that a lot of guys are lucky enough to to be able to make that realization, like, I don't want to play football yeah. anymore. But they make it in the offseason or in the playoffs when they're not in. They don't make it. Like, like, could you imagine coming into work one day for something you used to fucking love? You get there on Wednesday. You make it through the day. You go take lunch. And at lunch, you realize you're like, I don't care if I go back or not. If only we could quit. Oh my God! If let's only not, could quit. Let's All not right. get into that. But you know what I'm saying? No, like, I do. Vontae Davis made this realization just at a different time than other people do, and I don't fault him for it. But that being said, let's get into the. Let's the talk about the Kansas last City game. Smashes Indianapolis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no chance. Uh, the the Chiefs fans are wild. The Chiefs are wild. Patrick Mahomes is doing something I don't think that we've seen in the NFL in a long time, and I'm super excited for this game. Which three years ago. I would have looked right over this game and been like, all right, let's start the fucking Thursday night game and right. see what happens. Uh, Cleveland at San Francisco. This oh, wait, is- wait, 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 wait. Back to our Cowboys things for just 30 seconds. Uh, when the Cowboys can't run the football, they can't win. Uh, Dak Prescott is 1-8 when Zeke is held under 75 rushing yards. Do you believe in that guy if Zeke doesn't run for 75? I don't. No, I, don't I don't think either. that he outthrows. All right. So, all right. Back to it. Dak isn't that good. Zeke isn't that good. The offensive line is that good. Cleveland, San Francisco. Who do you have? So, I think that this will be the game. This is going to prove The 49ers some prove how no. good they oh, are. The 49ers are legit all right, this year. All right. If Jimmy Garoppolo wasn't as beautiful as he is... What do you think happens in this game? He is a poor man's Minshew. He's banging porn stars. He's throwing touchdowns. Wait, 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 wait. Which porn stars? So I can Google it later, of course. Fuck if I can remember. I know who Gronk beats up, and I Google them every night. What do you got? I do not remember her name, but he he was banging a porn star while he was hurt. You heard it here first. He's throwing TDs. He's just, he's a poor man's Gardner Minshew the second. Uh, I think that 
so you're really going with Jimmy Garoppolo. I, and you talked a bunch of shit about Kittle earlier today. I did. I did. I, I think Kittle's I good. But I think but, it's a tight end issue, but I'm just going to... But no, Garoppolo... I'm just going to go off of what you said. Garoppolo's good. Uh, I, I said it last week, and I'm going to continue with this uh, this week. I think that Cleveland continues to push their team and push their offense. I think Cleveland's going to... push gonna, their defense a step further every week. Cleveland's going to end up 10 wins max. I think Cleveland could win the division. No, I think, I think Baltimore still wins that division despite the loss to Cleveland this week. Uh, but yeah, San Francisco's legit. There's nothing that you can say to convince me. This would have to be a blowout game. Cleveland winning by 20 points so for you to convince That's really me. what it takes to think that Cleveland is better. Do you think that if Cleveland wins by 20, they're better than Baltimore? Yes. Yeah. I think that both teams could prove a lot this week, but I don't think I Cleveland... I do. I agree. I, think I don't think Cleveland is... has what it takes to prove Whoever San wins... Francisco does. Whoever wins this week, I have way more faith in... Uh, in, in coming weeks, even if they lose in coming weeks, I think that San Francisco, if they go out and beat Cleveland, uh, granted it's in San Francisco, I still think that if they beat them, that that shows a lot of what San Francisco can do. Uh, you know, I and I hate to be cynical about it, but I think that the the current pass interference rules have really exposed a lot of cornerbacks for what they really are. And I think that a lot of the current, uh, I think that in past years that defenses didn't rotate as much as they do today, and I think that has a lot to do with uh, NFLPA agreements with the league and how much people can get paid and what the caps are. But I think that Richard Sherman, great cornerback. I'm not going to take anything away from him. I think that a lot of his success, though, in terms of not being thrown at is due to what Seattle did on that defense. So I will say, San Francisco, good he defense. Had a, he had a bad week last week, but I still think he's a top But that's corner. When did Darrell Revis have those bad weeks? When did Champ Bailey have those bad weeks? Everybody has bad and, weeks. But they didn't but, have that caliber of safety behind them, is my argument. Um, so I think that he has lost a step, and I think it's a little bit beyond that. I don't think that Richard Sherman... I don't, here's I don't my think- kicker. Here's my kicker. Does Richard Sherman stay on the same side of the field and just let Odell Beckham go to the number two? Because that's not the same as Richard Sherman covering Odell Beckham. But when Odell Beckham is on his side of the field... How hard is it for you as an offensive coordinator to swap Beckham and Landry, who have been playing together since they were 19 it's, years old? It's super easy, but... The, exactly. But the so fact that eliminates is, one of those guys. But the fact is that whenever that top wide receiver is on that side of the field... But when do you need him? When does when does Odell Beckham have to be lined up with him? He doesn't have to be, but he will be lined up against he him. He will be, but do you and have... And whenever he is, Richard Sherman shuts him down. I don't believe that. I don't think that happens this week. We'll see what happens after. What do you got on next All right. for me and you? Yeah, we're, Ox, we're done what's with on pickums. your mind right now? Let's How's your fucking stout, dude? It is amazing. It got a very good hazelnut flavor. Real smooth. I love it. Do you? So, Courtney, my wife... Loves stouts. She loves coffee stouts, hazelnut stouts. Uh, not a big fan of imperial stouts. I think that I'm going to sneak the rest of that away from you and give her a uh, try at it. I thought it was fantastic. We're definitely going to get a picture of this, show the art on it, because it's beautiful. Uh, Wrinkle in Time was what I was thinking of when I first looked at that. It just came to my mind. Or uh, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Uh, very uh, retro-esque. 
clock and others painting. Yes. So we'll make sure to get a hold of that. Nick, what did you bring for us today as far as your drink? All right, so I brought a, uh, don't worry guys, it is not a cider, although I've been hey. drinking cider. Uh, it is a walnut liqueur uh, that I picked up in Germany on a trip that I went on uh, about two months ago, three months ago now. And what did you do on that trip? So I, I think that you one. So we stayed I at. A, you got me a very special that so, is still in my room, uh, six pack. And this is not being rude at all. I absolutely love the beers he got me. It, it was a very so uh, I know fantastic thing. I know do. Gabe loves beers. I you guys know I'm not a beer guy, but Gabe loves beers, so I bought him that. But we went to a re military resort for a little retreat, and me and another friend of ours, and. Uh, on one of the trips that we went on, we stopped at a monastery, uh, and uh, they also sold uh, liqueurs and whiskeys and uh, other alcohols. Uh, but this walnut liqueur, uh, Italian, is super good. Uh, it's a little sweet. It's not super uh, heavy on the alcohol, but it has a fantastic flavor. I think that everybody agrees with me. It, yeah, it is. It was very so, good. I don't drink liqueur, liquor. I don't drink hard liquor at all. I, I've i grown to... Uh, I'm at a point where Nick enjoys his ciders and liquor, liquors. I am absolutely a beer 3% to 17%. I, I also love cheap wines, but this is... As you heard our screaming friend earlier, Dre, uh, we all enjoyed this. It, it's super smooth to drink. Uh, the one problem that I think that we could both say is that you're not going to go into the store and get this. If no, you're not over here... It's a very local thing. If you ever see a walnut liqueur, uh, it sounds crazy, but it's fantastic. It I tried it. I hate fantastic. liquor. And, and I'm glad that he brought it over here. It, it was amazing. All right. Um, do you want to go ahead and talk about our actual drink of the week? Oh my god, I'm so stoked to talk about actual drink of the week. So, we went with, uh, last week we went with an Estonian brewery. We're keeping it within the EU somewhat that week. This week is a Dutch brewery. It's called De Molen. Uh, if any of you listening are Dutch, I'm so sorry. I probably destroyed that. It says brewery at the top, or at least what I can imagine is the word brewery. But this is a barrel-aged Imperial Hefeweizen-ish is exactly what it says on the bottom of the bottle. I absolutely loved it. So I, I drink a little bit of Hefeweizens. Um, they're not my go-to. I'm not a wheat beer drinking person. Uh, but I do really enjoy in barrel-aged uh, barrel beers. I enjoy Imperial beers. Uh, barrel-aged Imperial is even better. This is uh, everything you would want from a barrel-aged Imperial, which is usually a stout connotation to it, uh, but it has like a lot of those hints of coriander. It's still like pretty light um, outside of your your carb intake. So if you're on a diet, please don't drink this beer. You're gonna be really pissed off once you figure it out. Ox, you don't diet, so you're not mad. <laughs> Diets are for the weak. Yeah, exactly. Uh, other than that, they they really nailed everything with this. It's it. You'd be hard-pressed to find a Hefeweizen that maintains those barrel-aged flavors or vice versa. Usually a barrel aging really drowns out all of those wheat flavors. Fantastic beer. Nick, what did you think? As, you don't like beer. As but the, you love Hefeweizens. As the uh, resident non-beer drinker, um, 
what the the beers that I do find enjoyable are wheat beers. Um, this has it was a little I have a cold. Uh, you can probably hear it in my voice. So my taste uh, buds are a little off, but uh, the aftertaste of this beer is really good. It doesn't uh, linger super long, uh, which I really like as somebody who isn't fond of beers. Uh, but yeah, I thought it was really good. I'm glad we picked it for the drink of the week. It's something that I enjoyed. Uh, so if you ever get a chance, definitely check it out. Ox, did you get a sip of it? I did. I've had this beer. It's a, it would be a good beer to have lakeside or poolside. Uh, it's a definitely a good summer beer. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was I real agree. nice. It was very refreshing. I will say, it's not my shout out of the week, but I have like a clear cut favorite. There's a tool. It's a Danish word. It's spelled tool with a little squiggly line over one of the O's. Uh, Tool, Sir Sour Citra IPA, best summer beer ever. I sit outside on the trampoline with my kids and drink it all year. But this uh, Demolin Imperial Barrel Aged Hefeweizen ish is a close second. And actually, I drink a lot of their beers because we're here, we're local. It, it's really cheap to get Dutch beers in country. So I drink a lot of their beers and I hadn't had the Hefeweizen before. Absolutely fantastic. Nick, what is our random topic of the day outside of Chandler? It's not Chandler. Chris Jones's dick. All right, so what dick are you interested in? So today? we're not gonna talk about dicks. No, <laughs> I was gonna come up with some other random topic to talk about, but you're focused on dicks. Instead, what I'm gonna say is this is gonna be our last week together. This is at. I'm heartbroken, so Nick gets to go back to the good old U.S. of A. I am separating from the military after six and a, almost seven long years. I'm creeping up on eight, and this motherfucker's leaving me at almost seven. Yeah, and so Gabe's going to stick around in the Netherlands until fucking the end of time. 2024, unless my wife agrees to let me marry a Dutch woman. Um, and I will be going back to the States. Uh, I don't know where I'm ending up at. I'll be in Illinois for the next couple months. Um, and then hopefully somewhere far, far away from Illinois. Uh, but never fear. We will still continue on with the show. We haven't decided, uh, Wednesday or Saturday. Uh, we'll probably start, re- we'll probably start recording on Wednesdays. Our podcast will still come out, uh, either Saturday evening, stateside time Sunday or morning. Sunday morning. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we might record a little earlier in the week instead of Saturdays and Fridays. Uh, and then obviously Gabe is probably going to end up drinking in the late afternoon. Still drunk, people, don't worry. While I am drinking at around 7 a.m., so it should be interesting. Morning drunk. Morning drunk, just as good as day drunk. If not, maybe a little bit better. I would agree. Uh, so never fear, the podcast will continue. But it is a sad, sad day come Tuesday when me and Gabe it will is. be separated by However, seven hours. who's driving your ass to Amsterdam he is, Airport? He is dropping me off. He's Hell gonna be, yeah. He's going to be the last face I see uh, before I enter the airport. So at least I got that going. Ox, no one wants to see your face before they enter or leave anywhere. I'm not sure how you have a child, but good to you. Um, I won't lie. I wouldn't mind Ox being the last thing that I see before. Maybe the last thing that I masturbate with tonight. Have you guys ever seen just a dried up version of the Vienna sausage? We'll get a good Alan Ox handler pic for the Instagram so you can all see. 
but <laughs> he is the Vienna sausage of human beings. And I hope to God you never have to meet one of them. But it is. It is a truly sad week because we are losing from our U.S. Air Force and, just as importantly, the Netherlands. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's a Nicholas... huge loss for the Netherlands. I don't know about the Air Force. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, huge loss for the Netherlands and, in particular, the base that we're stationed at here. However, it's a huge win for me. I'm finally free. Uh, day drunk may also turn into... Week drunk. Week. Month drunk. Yeah, I may end up growing out of beard. I don't know. My hair is already long, probably way out of rags, but nobody cares because I'm leaving on Tuesday next week. So, uh, yeah, anyway, didn't want to end on a sad note, but I did want to say... All right. Uh, the show's going to change slightly next week, probably. Yeah, we will have to be recording through uh, slightly different means, not face-to-face. And it, as sad as I am to see Nick go, the absolute worst part is that his chest hair won't be staring across the no, table for, for sure. me. He will never... Every fucking week. <laughs> it, it will probably be years, hopefully not too many years, before he gets to run his fingers through my chest hair again. Oh, God. Uh, and my tongue. And, and my his tongue. tongue, obviously. So, um, all right... Yeah. We asked last week. You didn't have one. You gotta. You had to figure. You had seven days, Nick. Who do you purchase to condition your chest hair? Okay, so uh, American Crew has some great <laughs> conditioner that I use with my hair, and I tried it out on my chest hair, and it it felt pretty nice afterwards. I'm Alan, not gonna lie. Would you lick Nick's chest hair? I would lick him from head to toe. Oh, Lord. Not just the chest hair. All right. The other hair. So I think that as sad as this has all been, and as sad as every part of Iowa, including Nick, is. It's Illinois. Uh, whatever fucking stupid state you're from. <laughs> we can all agree that it's been a fantastic week. We'll go ahead and get back to you. With how wrong all of our fucking Oh, yeah, we're probably going to be just as <laughs> wrong this week as we were last week. Flacco's throwing seven touchdowns. <laughs> I'm retarded. But, uh, um, this has been Gabe and Nick with The Day Drunk Show. Thank you for listening today, and good night. Yeah, see you guys next week.